All right, before we hit that familiar Boys in the Hood theme music, I want to thank our good friends over at Vibe Health Bar. Now that we reduced this podcast to one time per week, and I'm going to explain all of that in just a minute, I got a call from Jeff over at Vibe Health Bar. He was like, hey, I know you're only doing the podcast once a week, but we still want to be a part of it. We've been a part of this since the beginning. Don't cut us out now. Well, we're not going to. We would never do that. I want to remind you, you can get fantastic acai bowls, organic cold-pressed juices, smoothies, whatever you're looking for from three different locations, ESAC. Folsom, Oak Park, Vibe Health Bar is the place to go if you want to live a healthy lifestyle. Again, those green juices are on point. The birthday suit is my favorite. Uh, they got an about last night drink where if you uh, want to indulge a little bit this weekend, it's filled with uh, watermelon and charcoal. You may not be familiar with char- what charcoal is, but trust me, if you're going to have a beverage or two tonight, if you're going to have a adult beverage or two tonight, uh, you're going to want to go ahead and consume this. So check out Vibe Health Bar. You can order through Postmates, DoorDash, uh, all of those different apps. You can have it delivered right to you, uh, or you can go pick it up yourself. They are open, available for takeout. Just go in there with your mask, as you should be doing anyways, and support Vibe Health Bar. We appreciate the love that they have shown us since day one. Plus, I got another call. I got another call from, from Sky Naturals, and they said, yo, just because the podcast has gone down to once a week doesn't mean we still don't want to be a part of this. As a matter of fact, the relationship between Sky Naturals and the Be Heard platform is going to be growing over the next couple of weeks. So I'm really excited for you to hear that. You know, uh, I have talked glowingly about the CBD products over at Sky Naturals, uh, the balm, which I use every single day, and the hemp oil extract, which I have used every single night this week as my brain has been just rapidly firing with this new radio show. I've had a really difficult time settling down, and nothing settles me down better than that hemp oil extract that I get from Sky Natural. So use the promo code in the game. They'll give you a nice fat discount with that. Use the promo code in the game at checkout. All right. Head over there, skynaturalcbd.com. Use the promo code in the game. They've got uh, treats for your pets as well. Uh, they've got a number of other different products that I encourage you to check out. So go to skynaturalcbd.com and use the promo code in the game. And now, easy E. Woke up quick at about noon. And welcome into the very first edition of the weekend version of the podcast with Damian Barling here on the Be Heard podcast platform. I'm just kind of making this up as I go. I didn't really know what this was going to look like once the radio show started and my original intention was to record the show yesterday. I thought, okay, you know, when we did the daily show, Friday was always kind of a, uh, in terms of first day downloads, it was usually relatively low and it would really gain steam over the weekend. Come Monday, everything would kind of catch up and get back to normal. But for some reason, I always thought Friday podcasts, they, 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 they just didn't pull the same weight that a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday, whatever would. And my intention was, well, let's, let's put some new content out there on Friday. Deuce and Mo are off on Friday, usually, barring any you know big breaking news. So it'll be great for the platform, and we'll see what we could do there. And following yesterday's show, again, I swear to you, this was the original intention. I don't know how much... I shared with you before the, the the show started. It's been been such a crazy week. I hope I hope you had an opportunity uh, to listen. I know a lot of you have questions about where to find the show, and I'll answer those for you here in just a heartbeat. But I have a, a, a lot of duties at ESPN thirteen twenty that that go well outside uh, Dilo and Casey that go well outside uh, the two hours that we are on the air and in, in prepping that show and all of that stuff. I also handle all of the digital platforms for ESPN 1320. So all of the posts that you see going up on Twitter at ESPN 1320, 
most of those uh, I'm working on, all of the posts that you see going up on uh, at 1320's Instagram page, at ESPN 1320's Instagram page, those are mine. That's why I've been pushing so hard for people to follow those because they, they really, just no one really ever put the work into them. And that's not necessarily anyone's fault. It's just, you know, they just didn't. And so I'm kind of those, not necessarily the Twitter page, but really the Instagram page. It's almost starting from scratch. Like there weren't very many followers there. There was a lot of, there's a lot of work to do to build up the, you know, the digital presence of ESPN 1320 in this market. And, you know, we're working extremely hard to do that. And, and I've been, you know, that's, that's one of the responsibilities I've been tasked with when, when we put together a plan to do a radio show on that station, you know, a plan that's, that's been in the works for quite a while. It, it, we, we knew that, that the digital aspect was going to be a strong part of what we do, especially with the success of, you know, the Be Heard platform. When you look at what Deuce and Mo are doing every week and you look at what, uh, you know, J Street Vibes are doing and in, in, in what you guys have, have helped, you know, really helped us build over the course of the last year, uh, year plus, it was we, we've got to have a digital president presence and it just can't be, you know, podcasting and it just can't be the radio show. Like we've, we've got to have a bigger presence, you know, on Instagram, we've got to have a bigger presence on on Twitter and and so following the show we had a tremendous following Friday show again my plan was to do the show Friday so be heard had some fresh content coming out on Friday and following the show I wanted to put this clip together of you know if you didn't get a chance to hear Matt Barnes was with us on Friday and I knew it I knew as soon as the show ended I knew exactly what clip I wanted to put together and I wanted to get it out there on social media dude I it, I'm still learning like Photoshop, I'm still learning like Photoshop and, and, and then like the premiere where you put together the videos. I, I'm still learning that. So what might take like a Photoshop expert 10, 15 minutes to put together, man, it took me like two hours to get a 90 second clip put together because I just couldn't get anything to work right. Like I, I couldn't get the stuff synced up the way that I wanted to do. It was a mess. And I was also kind of like emotionally exhausted from the week because it was so, it's it's just nerve wracking. I mean, but they were all kind of different. Like, you know, Monday show, there were a few technical hiccups as some of you, you know, tuned in, you know, like the very first thing that happened, there was a huge technical hiccup where we didn't hear like this, the, the station that was being fed to us in our ears was, was the feed that you were hearing, which is 21 seconds behind what is like happening in real life. So when I'm talking on the air, you're not hearing it for 21 seconds. Well, what I was getting in my ear that day and what KC was getting was the delayed feed. So we never heard the intro come on. So we're just sitting there waiting for the intro. And finally, Char- Charlie, our engineer in the, in, in the studio was like, guys, you got to talk. And so in our ear, we're talking over a sports center update and, you know, in real life, the intro was already played, the music was playing and all of this different stuff. So that was the very first thing that happened on Monday. You know, Casey and I got to settle in and we're, you know, praying to God that the equipment holds up. And, you know, by the way, in the midst of all of this, you know, there are these terrible fires going, you know, around. We're, we're in the midst of a an incredible heat wave. There's rolling blackouts. And you're thinking, like, after all of this hype and all of this build, wouldn't it be extraordinary if the first thing that happens on our show is our power cuts out in in the show just ends 
And so there were those types of nerves. And then there's tons of meetings. How did this go? How did that go? What can we do better? And then as each day went along, everything kind of settled down. So we really settled in Tuesday, knocked out some of those hiccups. By Wednesday, it was like, okay, we got a good vibe. Thursday, I, th- I thought Thursday, we just, we, we crushed the ball. Like we went full Fernando Tatis Jr. And we just, we killed it on Thursday. And then somehow the show was even better on Friday. Between Jason Jones and Matt Barnes and everything we did, like it, 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 it was incredible. So there was, you know, the moment where we have our post-show meeting and, and you just kind of exhale. It's like, oh, all right, first week is in the books. We're really comfortable. Like we're, we're in a groove now. We're good. Like the, the hard part is over. Like we're good. And then I started working on the social media stuff, and it was a disaster. After, I, I couldn't get it to work. And I knew I had an idea of I wanted to post a video, so I'll answer this question right now. A lot of people have, have, have hit us up on social media and asked, hey, where, where's the podcast? Like, I'm looking all over Apple. I can't find it. I'm looking all over Spotify, and I can't find it. You're not going to. We're not going to put the D-Lo and KC podcast out on Apple or on Spotify. We're putting it exclusively on radio.com, and we want you to download the radio.com app. It's free. There's no, like, it's not one of those things where it's free, for like a certain amount of time or it's free, but there's in-app purchases. It's completely free. And you can listen to our show live there. Uh, You can listen to the show on demand. You can listen to the show in DVR fashion through the radio.com app. And that's why we want everything to live within that one singular app instead of spreading it all over the place and people listening to us on Apple or Spotify, which, you know, it serves its purpose. It's been, you know, tremendous for what we're doing here. It's been tremendous for this podcast, but this is an entirely different type of medium. You know, in radio, we're with radio.com, we could broadcast all over the world. And we want all of our content to live within that one single app. And if you've never, you know, checked out the radio.com app before, like I encourage you to. It's awesome. Not just for ESPN 1320, but for virtually any radio station you want to listen to. Like this, it's an, it's an intercom entity and we've got stations all over the country. It's absolutely phenomenal. If you want to listen to sports talk radio in Dallas, if you want to listen to sports talk radio uh, in, in New York or anywhere, you can listen to it through the radio.com app. But if you download it, you register. Again, it's completely free. You don't get a bunch of spam emails, nothing like that. Uh, you could search ESPN 1320. You could hit the heart button. It'll save us as your favorite radio station. And once you hit that heart button, that's super, super important. Once you hit that heart button, uh, it allows us to send you uh, push notifications that say, hey, Vlade steps down as general manager. Head over to Instagram Live and check out what D'Lo and KC have to say. Or, hey, Kenny Smith Kenny the Jet Smith is about to join D-Lo and KC. Tune in right now. Or D-Lo and KC are live right now at 12 o'clock. It's, it, it just reminds you. Uh, just like you would get push notifications for Kings games or 49ers games or Raiders games or anything like that through these various different apps, ESPN, Bleacher Report, whatever it may be, we do the same thing with the Radio.com app. That's why we have all of our content living exclusively there. And I wanted to put together a video that explained that to everybody. And I wanted to make sure I got that on all of our different social media channels. So... <laughs> There's a video that I posted this morning. I, 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 I filmed it yesterday, and I, I put the whole thing together yesterday and with the plan of posting it today. And that video that you see where I'm wearing the, the WNBA sweater, the, the WNBA hoodie, probably, and I pride myself in one take, I pride myself in being able to 
get out there, get the message across, knock it out. Like, you know, this podcast, weekend edition, it doesn't matter. Weekly edition, daily edition, it doesn't matter. You know, we're always going live to tape. And if I stumble across some words, I stumble across some words and you could text me and make fun of it. Or if I get something wrong, you could correct me. Like, that's the way we've done it for a year and a half and it ain't going to change. But with a video, it's a little bit different. And so I swear to you, and this is not an exaggeration, may have been 30 takes. Like, I just couldn't do it. Like, I don't know why. I couldn't, I couldn't convey the message properly. Like, it's, it's, it's barely a two-minute video. And there were the, the points I needed to hit on was how to download the Radio.com app, the importance of hitting the heart button, uh, why we're not going to Apple. You know, basically what I just told you. Like, how easily did I just convey that message to you? It was no problem. But yesterday at about 4 o'clock, I couldn't seem to do it. 30-something takes, and 45 minutes later, I was able to get that 120-second video done. And by the time, I was like, all right, let me, let me feed my girls, take them for you know, a quick walk, and come back. And it was just like, I'm not going to be able to put together a coherent podcast. Let's wait for Saturday morning. So if I'm able to function properly on Fridays, the plan will be uh, to get you a nice, to, to, to get you a good quality wrap up podcast about all of the things and, you know, sports, all of the different things that we talk about to get that posted on, on Friday. Uh, but if I'm a bumbling idiot, similar to what I was yesterday, uh, we may stick with Saturday, but I'm always going to be able to give you podcast here uh, on ESPN 13. Or on, see, there we go. I was actually surprised that I got through the week without uh, telling everybody that they're listening to the podcast with D'Lo and Casey. I was a bit surprised by that. I was happy with myself. Now, in full disclosure, I have a giant Word document in front of me that has uh, ESPN 1320, you know, our positioner, our phone number. There's a legal ID I have to read, uh, which is the one I read at 1 o'clock that has all of the West Sacramento KRXQ, in case you were listening, that's what that is. And then make sure to plug Damon Rattle and Kolsky at the end of each show. I have a giant Word document in front of me that reminds me of that. So that's probably the sole reason I didn't slip up and call it the podcast. But here we are 10 minutes into the day's show, and I already called this uh, something that has to do with ESPN 1320. Uh, but the plan is to be able to post this podcast for you uh, each week here on the Be Heard platform. And there's a number of reasons to do it. One, it's still fun. Two, uh, I just, I, I love communicating with you like you and I know I said this last week you guys are the sole reasons uh, that this thing over at ESPN 1320 happened and I think we could still have some fun here I have some ideas uh, of how we can maybe tweak this version of the podcast a little bit uh, I'm kind of excited about it there are some people I want to talk to about it first but Man, I you know if if you haven't had the opportunity uh, to to listen to the new incarnation of the Sacramento Kings podcast over on the Hoopball Podcast Network with with myself and Jill Adjman, Jill has breathed so much life into that podcast. Like I was it, it, admittedly, and I felt horrible because uh, you know I, I I you know Brewski brought me in because he 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 knew you know, the foothold we had in the digital space. He knew we could, you know, deliver a strong message and in a good quality program with the Sacramento Kings podcast. And I didn't feel like I was, you know, between this show and Be Heard and, 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 and making sure, you know, J Street Vibes is rolling and, and helping uh, the Dope Ones podcast the best I can. And, you know, we've got, we've got a new show debuting, by the way, on uh, the Be Heard platform this coming Tuesday. 
Sean and Vaughn. Uh, they're a new they're a new part of the Be Heard platform. So if you search Be Heard in a, in a, and I know a lot of you already subscribed to Deuce and Mo and you already subscribed to J Street Vibes, we're gonna continue to add more. We've got a couple of in the works that we're really excited about. And one of them that's going to debut, it's actually already debuted. It's 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 up now. If you search Sean and Vaughn, you'll see they put they they put their first episode up on 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 Monday. Uh, but Sean, he's he is a Sac State grad. He, he he's a guy who's establishing, you know, kind of his foothold in the social media world, in in in, in the sports media world here in Sacramento. He kind of jumped the gun a little bit. He got really excited about posting the podcast, and you know, he 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 posted it a little bit earlier than he was supposed to. They didn't do a sound check, and so Vaughn's mic is a little bit off. And so we decided, okay, we've got it posted. No need to take it down. We'll leave it there. You know, your friends and family have listened to it. That's awesome. You want, it to, you want them to rate and review and subscribe and do all of that good stuff. So let's, we'll leave the podcast there. And then we'll spend some time um, this weekend. We'll spend some time early next week promoting the podcast. And I think uh, uh, Sean and Javon are two really, really talented people. I think they've got a, uh, the, the potential for, for a great podcast. I know how excited both of them are. And I know Deuce, Mo, and I, and and, and Don, and, and and Jason, and and Kenny, we're all really excited about introducing you know the next podcast here on the Be Heard platform. So that's Sean and Vaughn. So check that out if you have the opportunity to. You you can give give the first show a listen. It, it's difficult for me because Javon's has the he, he, he they they've got great microphones. It's just Javon's setting was wrong. That's why we haven't promoted it. But they've corrected that. Uh, they're going to post every single Tuesday. Uh, so if you could uh, give them some support uh, this upcoming week, because that's that's what the Be Heard platform is all about. And this platform is going to continue to grow. Uh, it's going to continue to do uh, uh, amazing things, you know, particularly with Deuce and Mo and all of the tremendous content that they're posting uh, each and every single week. If you missed the conversation they had with James Ham, strongly encourage you uh, to go check that out. Like their interview segments, you know, we're working as... You know, part of Be Heard is, as we mentioned when we launched this program, Be Heard, the podcast platform, it's just a small part of what we're doing. And it's a valuable part. Like, don't, don't, don't misunderstand. Like, it's really important what we're doing because, because of, of what just happened. Because I, I want to encourage you, you know, for more local media content. We know that you, you, there's just not enough of it here. And while I'm thrilled that we've got two hours on ESPN 1320, uh, every single week, and and I think Damon Rattle and Kolsky, I know they're Bay Area, but that is a freaking phenomenal show. I mean, they've they they they've got high quality guests, and I know they don't talk as much about the Sacramento Kings as as you would like. But when football season gets here, and 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 we're talking about the Forty ers and you know we're talking about big name guests, you're not going to get any better better than what we've got from twelve to six on ESPN thirteen twenty. But I also understand that. You want more of your your local personalities. You want more of your local perspective. And that's why introducing people like Sean and Vaughn is really important. That's why continuing to support Deuce and Mo is really important. And, and, and Kenny and, and Jason over there on J Street Vibes. And, and it's always fun when we can bring Jason Jones on the radio and uh, talk about, like, we, we had, you know, Jason on, on on Friday. And we were talking about the disaster that the, the Sacramento Kings just continue to be, and I like I I'll have to if you if you haven't heard the interview, the first question was, what is Joe Dumars' role, like what is Joe Dumars' long term future with the Sacramento Kings, 
And it was just exasperating to hear Jason say, well, it depends on what day of the week it is. And, it, and, and that feels like the most possible King's answer, right? Like it's, it's such a dysfunctional answer. And it's, and you just, it's, it's, it's fatigue. It's just controversy fatigue. It's, it, I, you, Jill and I were talking about that on, on the King's podcast where, you know, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you might have heard me talking with Kamara Williams last week as we're gearing up for the election. We had a, uh, a, a podcast about uh, Kamala Harris and, and, and what the upcoming election may look like. And we talked about, you know, controversy fatigue as it pertains to, as it pertains to Donald Trump, where no matter what he does, we just kind of go, I, I don't know what to, like, whatever. You know, we just shrug it off. And with the Kings, it's not that different. We're, it's like dysfunction fatigue. Like, we're used to this. It sucks. We hate it. But, well, yeah, we come to expect it. It's, I, you know, I, I asked Kenny this question this week. Like, can you imagine what it would be like to cover, like, a basketball team that was normal? That was not dysfunctional. That could get their act together. That, that, could you imagine us coming out of the lottery and not talking about how we have to reshape the entire franchise with the 12th number overall pick? Or how whether the, 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 they're going to trade it or whether they're going to move out or how can they dump a contract? How can they dump another contract that they just signed? They were able to get out of Deadman. They were able to get out of Trevor Ariza. All good stuff. How can we get out of Buddy Heald? Because that... That snowball is rolling downhill right now. And there is a lot of conversation about how can we get rid of this Buddy Heald contract to make sure Bogey is locked in uh, long-term. And, you know, you look at those things, and quite honestly, maybe none of it matters anymore because the guy who executed those deals is gone. And that was the first step that needed to happen. Vladdy had to go. This is long overdue. And unfortunately, now you're in a situation where you know, you might have to pay Buddy and Bogey a, a, a good chunk of money, at, at least for one year. You might be another year away before you can move Buddy Heald. And not because there won't be suitors for Buddy Heald, assuming, of course, that the Sacramento Kings are even interested in moving him. But the issue continues to be, and this has been the running theme for the last week. This has been the running theme since Vladdy's been gone. This has been the running three theme through the, uh, through the lottery as we head into the draft. Who's making the decisions? You know what I mean? Like, who's making the decisions as to whether Buddy Heald should be on the roster next season? Who's making the, 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 the decision about, I don't know, what direction you should go with Bogey? What direction you should go with ABCDFG? What direction you should go with anybody on the roster? You can't have somebody making short-term decisions when you've got a long-term problem. And that perhaps is the biggest issue facing the Sacramento Kings right now is they, to quote Jason Jones, depending on what day it is, if, if they have a, a, a person making a, if they have a person like Joe Dumars who, who is a short-term stopgap, who he's, he's just overseeing things until they hire a general manager. Like we used the example this week. Joe Dumars wants the general manager position, but he is, he's, he's in an he's, he's advisory role or in an executive vice president role. 
Like, okay, that's cool. But he wants the general manager job. But he's tasked with the job of hiring the general manager. Like, I'm trying to figure out a situation where Intercom comes to me, the parent company of ESPN 1320, or ESPN 1320 comes to me and says, hey, we know you got a good feel of the, the sports media market here. And we know you got a great connection with, with people who want to be in sports media. Guess what? We're starting a radio show here. And it's like, oh, man, that's awesome. We would like you to oversee who we hire. Well, well wait a minute. Like, I, I want to, y'all don't, you don't want to hire me? Like, I could do it. Like, I, I'm good at it. I show, I, do I got to audition? I'll send you my resume. Like, what, what, what can I do to help? No, no, no. We want you to oversee the process. We want you to be in charge of, of who we hire. Oh, oh, okay. Like, okay, I, I'd, I'd really like to do the show because that's what I'm good at. So, but, but you want me to be like a, you want me to be like the, the, the you want me to be the overseer of everything? Yeah, not exactly. You see, the way this is going to work is, you know, the show is going to report to, to the, to the program director. And, and we don't, you, you're just here. You're just, you're eye candy. I guess that's what Joe Dumars is. Joe Dumars is eye candy. I don't even know what he's, if he's not the general manager, I don't know what his position here is. And I don't understand why he's tasked with being a part of this process. Now, he does have a, and, and Marshall Harris did a fantastic job of pointing this out this week because he, he's been employed by the Kings for a while. Like, this isn't new. So he has a, you know, a duty he has to fulfill as, as, as an employee. And I think it's a positive thing that Vivek is, is working with someone who knows and understands basketball to help hire this position. But it's immediately riddled in dysfunction. Like, you had, to, you had the article from Sam Amick this week where Sam Amick was talking about Sam and Shams. We're both talking about uh, the the like the 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 line of reporting in in terms of that's I, I I don't know what I'm looking for a certain word and I I can't chain of command that's that's the phrase I was looking for the chain of command was outlined uh, outlined in that athletic article in where it said. Well, the new general manager is going to report to directly to Vivek Ranadive. So assuming, and then again, I think it said in the same report that said this will not be the case, but if you have a person, whether it's Joe Dumars or somebody else in the role of executive vice president of basketball operations, you now have a general manager who can circumvent based, based on this reporting, who can circumvent the executive vice president of basketball operations and go straight to the owner. Okay. What is the point in having a executive vice president of basketball operations. Like if you're just, if they don't actually oversee basketball operations, what is the point in having them? Anybody? Anybody got a good answer on that? <laughs> Forget it. I don't even need a good answer. Does anybody have a answer? Because I don't. And, you know, you've got to start looking around it. you got to start, like, looking around at, at other teams. Like, does anybody know, and I, and I legitimately mean this, I'm not trying to say this to be a smartass, does anybody know who the Miami Heat general manager is? You know who Eric Spolstra is? 
You know who Pat Riley is. But do you know who, you know Pat Riley's not the general manager, right? We know the buck stops with Pat Riley. We know that Pat Riley has, or I should rephrase that. We believe that Pat Riley has a influence, a strong influence, perhaps the ultimate influence of what happens with the Miami Heat roster and what happens with Miami Heat's basketball operations. Pat Riley is the president of that Miami Heat basketball organization. Do you know who the general manager is? Because they actually have a general manager. But you don't think about it. Like you don't think you don't think about the general manager. It's a lot like the it's a lot like RC Buford. Nobody really thinks about RC Buford. You think about the Spurs legacy and you think about Greg Popovich. Rarely is RC Buford ever brought up. Just like Andy Ellisberg is never brought up. He's in the seventh season as the as the uh, general manager of the Miami Heat. Seventh season. Well, never hear his name. He is the senior vice president of basketball operations slash general manager. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Now I think we're getting somewhere. The senior vice president of basketball operations and the general manager. I'm with it. I dig it. All right. Is that what we're looking at with the Sacramento Kings? Or is that title going to go to somebody else? And if that title goes to somebody else, isn't it just that? Like, isn't it just a title? Because, again, as outlined by The Athletic, the general manager can circumvent, and this, these aren't the words that they used. The words that were used were you can, the, the general manager is going to report directly to Vivek Ranadive. So you're circumventing the vice president of basketball operations. You don't even need the title then. Forget it. Who cares? The Kings have all of these, they have all of these, like, titles. And that's all that they are. They're titles with no power. Peja stepped down after Vlade was allowed to step down. I, I, I don't know. You, you, we all know what happened, but whatever. I don't, I, I did it. And, it. and it sounds like a joke, but other than showing up in fantastically tailored European cut suits, I don't know what Peja did. I th- used the term eye candy a minute ago. Peja was eye candy. Good looking guy. Well, when he didn't have that stupid mustache, just a great, you know, great tailored look. Good stuff. What did he do? I have no clue. Were they in charge of the G League team for a split second? Or, or did it, maybe maybe he wasn't in charge, but he had some role on the G League team? I, I don't know what Peja ever did. This just feels... This is like the beginning of another just disaster movie for the Sacramento Kings because we it's just the writing continues to be on the wall for this organization and it's maddening like it's absolutely maddening it's maddening to cover it's maddening being the you know the 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 punchline across the league I mean at least we're you know my you know my man John 
on 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 Twitter. Hey, at least we're not Knicks fans. That's true. Knicks fans got it worse, and all they've got to hold on to is well, we get to play at Madison Square Garden. Well, good for you. Madison Square Garden's got a great name, but I've been there before. It's not the. It's certainly nicer than it used to be, but don't get it twisted. It's in New York. I get it. That's kind of the, that's pretty much the end of it. Like no one ever like screams how great the Staples Center is, like because it's not. Like the Staples Center is not a great arena. Staples Center isn't a great arena. Madison Square Garden isn't a great isn't a great arena. But they're in massive markets. Golden One Center, that's a great arena. I mean, the newer the arena, the better it's going to be. That's, I mean, that's, that's easy. I get it. Madison Square Garden will never be new because it's in New York, and you can't exactly move it. There's not, there's not exactly space for, for a, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20,000-seat arena. It's not like you just get up and... You don't just get up and move, like, unless you're going to White Plains or unless you're going to, you know, some outskirts. You're not, you're not going to be able to keep that, keep that arena in Times Square. It's always going to be there. Like it's on top of Penn Station, for God's sakes. They had to double up the train station in the arena because there's so little space in New York. That's all you really got going for you. It's in New York. Good for you. Your team still sucks, and you have the worst owner in all the sports. I was going to segue here, but it comes across as malicious, and I don't mean it to. I don't mean to segue from the worst owner in sports to make a Mark Davis mention because I don't believe that Mark Davis is the worst owner in sports, but I did want to mention that the Raiders, uh, they were able to uh, head into their new stadium in Las Vegas for the first time yesterday. There's a couple of interesting notes uh, coming out of uh, Raider World, Raider Nation yesterday. Uh, one, I think it's pretty cool that they, they, they got to enter their stadium, and I can't wait to go to that building. Like I'm, I'm legitimately intrigued by it. When the renderings came out, I thought, okay, I, I don't like them moving. Be clear about that. I, I, I didn't like the, you know, the bailing out of Oakland, but seeing this stadium, I, I get it. You know, I get it knowing how much influence Jerry Jones almost certainly had behind that building. We all know the influence that he had behind the move, but I am very much looking forward to stepping foot in that stadium. Uh, from the outside, it looks extraordinary. From the um, looks in, from 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 the very little I've seen of it inside, it, it looks pretty incredible. And 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 Mark Davis uh, welcomed the Raider players and the Raider organization uh, into the arena yesterday, saying, "Welcome to the Death Star, where our opponents' dreams come to die." I'm not the biggest Mark Davis fan, but I kind of love that. I absolutely kind of love that. Their new just a shade under $2 billion home, 65,000 empty seats this upcoming year. Uh, but it is, it's, it's going to be extraordinary with the, uh, you know, with the Al Davis Memorial Torch on the outside. I sure hope uh, when the time comes that Tommy Smith and John Carlos are able to light that torch. Uh, I think that, I, I mean, I guess, well, I guess maybe you're probably going to have the Maybe you're probably going to have the Davis family do it. But still, you know, have those have those guys around. They've always been a big part of the, the Raiders organization. One thing that I, I, I respect greatly about uh, Al Davis and the way that he conducted himself. Of course, he hired our very good friend, uh, Amy Trask, as well. Uh, I, I know people make jokes about how it looks like a giant Roomba. Understandably so, because, well, it looks like a giant Roomba. 
but the pictures coming out of yesterday's practice are pretty dope. I mean, it is like the seats are all black. It's so great. It's like the ultimate, it's the ultimate shrine to who and what the Raiders are. And I dig it. Like I, I totally dig it. And uh, I, as, as I, as I said, I'm super excited uh, to go see what this arena looks like. Uh, hopefully, I don't know. It's obviously not going to happen this season. Hopefully next season. Hopefully sometime soon. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really anxious to see that. Uh, we had another slate. The NBA has been a lot of fun this week. With the it's 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 had a very you know it, it's not going to last much longer, and it's probably it's going to come to an end next week. Uh, and for some teams, it's going to come to an end very early. I mean, I don't expect I don't expect uh, Brooklyn to play another game past this weekend. And I don't expect uh, Philadelphia to play another game past this weekend. As a matter of fact, I imagine uh, both. Uh, I imagine Toronto completes the sweep tomorrow. But for Philadelphia, man, the end of the Philadelphia 76ers, as we know them, the end of this so-called process. You know, they, they, they said, that, okay, the, 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 the process was over when the team started winning. Well, now the, the, the whole Sam Hinky tank high draft picks, wait for this moment. Like it's all, it's all going to get blown up Sunday night or Monday morning because you know, that you know, the rules, you know, we, we saw this with Sacramento. We saw, we saw this with new Orleans. We, you, you know, the rules, once you get eliminated, you gone. like it's over, get your stuff, get out. So these teams that lose will be exiting the bubble. Not nearly as not, not, not quite as hastily, as teams like Sacramento did and, and some of those other teams. But, as, you know, the teams, the six teams that didn't make the playoffs, like they were, they were pretty much booted. Like they were kicked straight in the ass and told to get, get out of Orlando. It's not going to be that hastily, but it's, it's going to be quick. And if, if my feeling is, is accurate and, and Philadelphia is eliminated tomorrow, uh, they'll be back in Philadelphia on Monday. And that will be when we learn that Brett Brown has been fired. Uh, I don't, you know, I feel bad, you know, these are guys livelihood. Like this, this is, this is their job. They have very, they have very public careers in which, you know, your, your hirings and your firings are, are very much documented. And and when it comes in, in, in both cases, hirings and firings, uh, you have, you know, a group of fans, sometimes media members, you know, advocating for one or the other. And there are a lot of people advocating for Brett Brown's firing. And there are a lot of people who are well aware that Brett Brown is going to be fired. I do have a question as to who's going to do the firing. Is it going to be Elton Brand? Is it going to be the people above Elton Brand? Because I wonder, does Elton Brand get fired too? I wasn't a fan of the Elton Brand hire. Uh, I thought it was insane to task him with the responsibility after like a year of handling the G League responsibilities. I thought it was insane to task him with the responsibility of handling this roster. Now, I know you could look at it and go, well, look at, you know, you know, look at the different things that have happened during the course of time. Jimmy Butler has been there. You've been able to, you know, you, you, you made the big, you made a big finals push when you had Jimmy Butler on the roster. It didn't work out. Along the way, you've lost really valuable pieces like J.J. Redick. Uh, you've locked up Ben Simmons long-term. There are people concerned about that. Obviously, you got Joel Embiid as your centerpiece. Or do you? Which one of those guys are going to be moving? Is it going to be Embiid? Is it going to be Ben Simmons? Is it going to be neither? My argument all week has been it's got to be neither. It's Brett Brown that's got to go. And for me, it's Elton Brand that's got to go as well. You've got to get uh, someone in there who, who has a better understanding of constri- – you need a Ken Cantanella type, someone who knows how to work and manipulate contracts uh, to the best of the salary caps availability. you got to get a strong basketball mind in there. 
and you've got to hire. There's a coach out there, and this is the this is the thing that I keep going back to with the Sacramento Kings and Buddy Heald. I know I was hard on Buddy Heald all year. I, I I completely understand that, and I realize this might come across as hypocritical. I don't want to trade Buddy yet because I, I would rather fire Luke Walton. As I just said, I feel bad for coaches when you have to advocate. You know, you've got people advocating for their firing. I'm not. I would I would rather Luke Walton be gone than Buddy Heald be gone because I just think there. Buddy has, is such a great shooter. I know he know, I know he does a lot of things wrong on the defensive end. I understand that. I know he tries to do too much on the offensive end. I understand that as well. Get a coach in here who Buddy can buy into, who the entire roster can buy into, who will hold these players accountable. Accentuate their positives while trying to mask their negatives. If you're able to put together a roster which I do not believe that we have right now. But if you are able to put together a roster where you've got two strong defensive players on the floor, strong-ish defensive players on the floor in your starting five, I'd argue the place to put Buddy is in the starting five. Accentuate his positives. Run plays for him. Allow De'Aaron to penetrate. Draw double teams. Find Buddy in the corner. Move the basketball. Player movement, ball movement, all those types of buzzwords that you like to hear with, with, with offenses, with the Golden State Warriors offense, with the San Antonio Spurs offense. Not the same type of flashiness, but plenty of ball movement and plenty of fundamentals. Right? So we've, you, you've got that. And I think accentuate the positives and mask the negatives. If you've got multiple players on the Kings bench who are strong defenders, then keep Buddy on the bench. Hide his defensive liabilities. Because if you don't, if you're a Sacramento Kings coach, whether it's Luke Walton or somebody else, or you make the decision as the Sacramento Kings general manager or interim general manager or whatever, and you decide to trade Buddy, somebody is going to take him knowing what his deficiencies are. Now, you know, Kenny Carraway was talking, oh, we trade him to Atlanta. Let's get the number six pick. That's fine. If you want to trade him to Atlanta and him and Trey Young go out and shoot the lights out every night, like that's fine. Atlanta's not going to succeed that way. But if you trade him to a team, if you trade him to Miami, whoo, bruh, My, Miami with Buddy, I'll take it. I'll take it because I think Eric Spolstra can get the most out of him. And I think Eric Spolstra at the same time will hold him accountable. If he's not doing the things that he is supposed to do, if he's trying to be James Harden or he's trying to be Kobe Bryant on the offensive end, he gone. Eric Spolster don't go for that. If he is not doing the minimum things that are asked from him on the defensive end, Eric Spolster will hold him accountable. I don't know that anybody, whether it be Dave Yeager or uh, Luke Walton, has held Buddy Heald accountable. Now we can look at, well, he did, he, 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 he went in late in the Dallas game, or he didn't play that many minutes in the Dallas game, or he didn't play this many minutes in that game, or this many minutes. I'm not looking at that as, as accountability. I'm looking at that as, as Luke Walton just changing his substitution patterns because in the Dallas game, they got rolling. In the New Orleans Pelicans game, they got rolling, and he just decided instead of substituting on a clock or instead of going with, well, I normally put Buddy in first, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue that trend. He 
adapted to the game, which a lot of coaches don't do. Some coaches don't adapt to the game. Like they don't make substitution calls based on the way that the game is flowing. They make substitution calls based on what time of the clock it is. It's like, oh, well, normally it's six minutes. I saw Buddy healed in, so who cares that we're on a 10-2 run? Go on, buddy. Go slow the whole process down. But I feel like a new coach is going to be able to get the most out of Buddy Heald, which is exactly how I feel about the Philadelphia 76ers. There's got to be a coach out there who's going to be able to get the most out of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid together. You know, talking about great coaches, as I'm recording this right now, by the way, uh, I always try to give you the time. It's 10.10 it's a.m. On, on Saturday morning. Uh, Nick Nurse, it's, it's just, just, just announced now. Nick Nurse uh, won Coach of the Year. Uh, second time in three years. Phenomenal stuff for Nick Nurse. Uh, deserving? Absolutely. Uh, but if there was ever a year to potentially split this Coach of the Year trophy, Billy Donovan has made an ass out of every single person who, who was skeptical as to whether he could coach, including myself. Billy Donovan had, has, has done a phenomenal job as the head coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder. But, but what Nick Nurse has done... When people said, oh, it's cute what the Raptors did last year. Great one to title. Kawhi's gone. Danny Green's gone. It doesn't really matter what they do. They are an incredibly, it's not cut and dry with Milwaukee. Not by any stretch of the imagination. It is not at all cut and dry with Milwaukee. It's the Bucks, it's the Celtics, and it's the Raptors. And you know what? It might be the Heat. There are four teams. I think I think those first three that I named are are. are I would rank them, you know, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger favorites. Like I wouldn't be shocked if any of those three won, uh, or if any of those three represented the Eastern Conference. I wouldn't be stunned if Miami did, but I'd be a little bit more surprised. But Miami is good, and they've proved that this week because Indiana is a, is a good ball club. Indiana is dealing with a lot. That you know, Victor Oladipo is dealing with a lot. Not making excuses for them. I think that's a well-run organization as well. I think that's a well-coached team. I think they were kind of you know, on their heels coming into this restart a little bit. But, you know, I, I don't want that to detract from how great Miami, how great I think uh, Miami is. And they, I still think, are finding their footing uh, with Jimmy Butler around. But I love, if you're listening to this on Saturday, this is, we've just got another day of, you know, of all-day basketball. You know, Milwaukee and Orlando is about to get underway, you know, any second. Uh, we've got Indiana and Miami today. Uh, we've got, uh, how about the way Houston has played? With Coach Westbrook on the sideline, uh, we've of course got uh, the, the the Lakers and the Trailblazers uh, tonight, and then we'll have some. We'll likely have some series wrap up tomorrow. You know, it's it's it sucks that tonight's game with the Lakers and, and Blazers is you know the, the main the main storyline will be what, what exactly is Dame Lillard's role in this? You know, we we know Dame Lillard is playing. That was announced quickly. Dame Lillard was like, "Yeah, I'm not missing. I'm not missing anything. I, I'm getting I'm getting out there. Don't worry about me." But you know, we're going to be, you know, if, if, if Dame starts, you know, two of seven, you know, we're going to have a, we're going to have an injury to point to. And I, th- I think the Lakers, which I said on D-Lo and KC earlier this week, you know, the LeBron James is, he's said the line himself. It's game one's always been a feeling out process. You, you could say that's an excuse. You could say it's whatever. He bounced back. He got the win. He's never lost in an opening series. He's never he's never lost in a, in, a, in in a round one. I should say first round of the playoffs. So I kind of tend to believe him. I kind of lose game one. LeBron James has lost game one a lot. I think I, I looked it up. It was like seventeen or eighteen times. He went on to win the series more than half half of those times. 
So, I mean, it wasn't like a spectacular number. It was like 10, 10 to 17 or something like that. But still, more than half. But we're going to be looking at Dame Lillard's injury, and now I think that's going to be the case uh, tomorrow when the or on Sunday when when the Mavericks and, and the Clippers play. Because now Luka Doncic has got the ankle thing. You know, he... he I don't, he, he dinged up his ankle, I guess, earlier in the series. It, it seems to have been an issue a couple of times uh, during this restart. And uh, he exited the game, tried to come back, and then he was just kind of rolled out the rest of the game. And that was a wrap for, for the Dallas Mavericks. And now another series, Mark, and it, not new. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not new to talk about injuries uh, taking the life out of a series, as we all remember the NBA Finals last year. And we can remember... You know, we could point to various injuries uh, to a number of different teams uh, throughout the years on, on the way to the NBA Finals, and that's no different this year. We'll be talking about Dame Lillard's injury uh, if it has a, a massive adverse effect on the Portland Trailblazers, and you have to imagine that it will. Uh, we'll be talking about Luka Doncic's injury if it has a, a major effect on Dallas. I thought Dallas looked really, really good a couple of nights ago uh, in game number two, uh, obviously getting the win there, especially on a night where, where Kawhi Leonard played out of this world. Paul George has been... Paul George has some playoff demons that he's got to shed. He he ha- yeah. Paul George has got some playoff demons that he's he's got to shed because he's re- reverted into a mode right here where I think he's getting in his own head a little bit. And when he gets called to the carpet because of it and he's got he he's he's got called to the floor by 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 Charles Barkley, he's got called to the floor by other members of the media like we've seen Paul George shrivel up in playoff series before and I like Paul George a lot and I love the Los Angeles Clippers team. But he really, I mean, he gets in his head a little bit. And people, you know, people like to poke fun at, 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 at Kevin Durant for regularly clapping back on social media and regularly clapping back at media and fans and different things like that. Paul George does the same thing. He just does it in a much different way. And it's a, he's, he's, it, the, the Clippers, I think they can make it past Dallas. Clippers are going to have a really tough time if Paul George can't get himself together. Now, they were able to get the win yesterday on the strength of Kawhi Leonard, and Kawhi has the proverbial switch. You know, Kawhi is really, like, his game has hit another level, and I don't know if he's looking at it like, I've got to make up for, you know, no Paul George, or this is, <laughs> this is what I did last year. Remember, remember the conversations last year in the playoffs. I don't know if LeBron James is, is, is the best basketball player in the world. I don't even know if it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think it's Kawhi Leonard. And Kawhi Leonard making it, made an extraordinary run during the playoffs that brought to light for many how great of a player he was. Maybe people forgot because of the way he exited San Antonio. And maybe people forgot because of the amount of time that he missed because of injury. Maybe people forgot because he introduced an entirely different level of load management during his first year with Toronto. But when the playoffs got started and he was counted on on the most, he turned it up. He turned it up to a notch that I don't think we'd ever seen from Kawhi Leonard before. And there were strong arguments. Oh, Kawhi Leonard is the best player in basketball. Of course, it's hyperbole, and that's okay. We do that all the time in sports. We are super hyperbolic in sports. The last thing we saw is always the greatest thing we ever saw. The difference is, at least as it pertains to Kawhi Leonard and that argument about where he ranks amongst best basketball players in the world, is he's doing it again. He's just, he's, he's just doing it again. And how long will he be able to maintain that? We'll see. I love this Clippers team still. I refuse to back away uh, from the Clippers being the NBA champions this year uh, until they're eliminated, if they are eliminated. Uh, that'll be the first time uh, that I back away. 
from that remark. What else we got? Denver and Utah. Eh, that series hasn't moved me. I mean, it's fine. It just hasn't moved me. Uh, but it's it's going to be an interesting weekend here in the NBA. I love, you know, I love the every other day stuff. It's also, you know, this is normally the situation where Lakers, Blazers, 1-1, headed to Portland. But, but that's not happening. Like, that's not a, it's not a, it, that's nothing. So it kind of stinks that that part of it kind of stinks. But I do I, I, I do love the fact that we're getting basketball every other day. I do love the fact that at least for now we're getting basketball all day. Again, I expect two series to come to an end tomorrow. So I'm going to guess that Monday is probably our last day of all day basketball, depending on how a couple of those series and depending on how the weekend goes, I would be shocked if Oklahoma city didn't get a game. I'm not surprised that Boston's going to sweep Philadelphia. When Boston went up one zero, I thought, okay, told Kenny that if Philadelphia can lose game two, but if Philadelphia gets blown out in game two, it's over. And they got blown out in game two. And you could go back to the remark from from uh, Joel Embiid last night where he says, I don't want to get swept. I don't want that on my resume. Philadelphia is not even thinking about winning the series anymore. They're only concerned about not getting swept, which leads me to believe Sunday morning they're going to get blown out the water by the Boston Celtics. I got, I, Philadelphia loses by minimum 15 Sunday morning, and they're done. I expect that that like that series is going to come to an end. I would be shocked though if Oklahoma City didn't win a game. I would be really as great as Houston is playing. Uh, Billy Donovan has done a really good job. Chris Paul has done a really good job. That 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 nucleus there that the Oklahoma City Thunder has has really done a good job all this year. And I would be I would be surprised if if they got swept. I don't think they're going to. Uh, I think they'll catch a game and they might even catch one uh, coming up today. I appreciate you so much for tuning in. Again, if if you had the opportunity or, or you took the time. Uh, to listen to D'Lo and Casey over on ESPN 1320. I hope you know how much I appreciate it. I really hope you dug it. It was uh, it was amazing being back on, on on the radio, and it was it was weird because I'm at home and in 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 the radio show. It's it's in the I do the radio show in the exact same spot that I do the podcast from. So it all felt very normal and very natural. With the only difference being. You've got commercials to manage. You've got clocks to manage. And I know like that's not the sexy part that we ever talk about, but you know, you got to go to break at the exact right time and you got to make sure you, you know, people are getting in and out of their car. People are getting on and off conference calls. People can only listen to you for a certain period of time. You got to start repeating stuff more than you. I don't have to repeat anything on here because, well, if you wanted to hear about the Kings, I don't have to bring it back up because you're not just tuning in. You already listened to it. If you want to hear it again, you can just rewind it. It's not necessarily the case on the radio. And while we're pushing people to download the radio.com app, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier when I was talking about radio.com and the on-demand features and getting the podcast there, but we have a DVR feature. And, I, and I'm not, like, like that's legitimately what it is. For up to 24 hours, you can access the, the, the day before a show. So, like, if you're listening to the show right now, it's gonna, it's, it, it'll hit your podcast thing at about 10.30. So uh, by the time it ends, it's going to be about 1130. If you went to the radio.com app right now, you could access yesterday's show uh, like in a DVR format. So what's dope about that is if you tune in at one o'clock and you hear us make mention of our conversation with Kenny the Jet Smith, you don't have to wait for the podcast version to come out. You could just go to the rewind feature and scroll back like you can scroll back based on time. 
It's a pretty dope feature, man. That's why we're pushing everybody to the radio.com app. The app is absolutely extraordinary. It's awesome, which is why you're not going to find us on Apple. It's why you're not going to find us on Spotify. But you continue to find the Be Heard platform here on Apple, Spotify. You can actually find the Be Heard platform over on the radio.com app. Deuce and Moe is available there. J Street Vibes is available there. And the new Sean and Vaughn podcast is available there as well. So I hope that you'll give that uh, an opportunity. Go ahead and search it in your podcast platform right now. Search Be Heard or search Sean and Vaughn, uh, and you'll be able to find it. And go ahead, hit the subscribe button, and, and give it a listen coming this Tuesday. They do have an episode up now. You could give it a listen right now. Yeah, yeah I th- I th- The content is very, very good. I think you'll enjoy it. It's just the microphone difficulties are a little bit off. It's a little bit below the, the, the standard in which we've set here on Be Heard, which is not their fault. Little mistake. No big deal. Uh, but their upcoming podcast on Tuesday, I think you're really, really going to dig. So I hope you will uh, give that a chance. I hope you'll catch up on the rest of the Be Heard podcast as well, including J Street Vibes and the Deuce and Mo podcast. As always, thank you so much. Go follow at ESPN 1320 on Twitter. Follow at ESPN 1320 on Instagram and use those same two social media platforms and follow at Delo and KC as well. We'll see you Monday at noon over on ESPN 1320 and we will see you here next week on the podcast with Damian Barling.